This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips and concepts. I'm your host Chris Lim, and today we have with us Drew Varora, founder and CEO of Robo Investment Advisor Safe. And today we'll be talking about portfolio diversification and how the various financial products, REITs, equities, bonds, etc., fit in terms of diversifying your investments and what kind of product fits different risk profiles. So, welcome to the show, Drew. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me over again. It's great to have you again, Drew. What, what does Saif do in a nutshell for those listeners who aren't familiar? Saif is a CMS licensed digital wealth manager. We provide different wealth management solutions for different needs of our users. And our goal is to essentially provide the very best of financial services to the masses in a low cost and an accessible manner. And you offer a whole bunch of investment vehicles, right? I mean, you have equities, bonds, REITs, assembled in different permutations depending on the risk profile of your customers, right? So maybe you could walk us through what the different vehicles are, you know, ETFs, bonds, etc., REITs, and what they are and who are they for? Sure, sure. I mean, so our view is that at the end of the day, the best way for a customer to get what they want to achieve is to build through a diversified portfolio. We believe that one of the best way to build diversified portfolios sometimes is to buying through exchange-traded funds, which are called ETFs. These are extremely low-cost vehicles, which are listed on exchanges and helps you to get access to global markets at a very low cost. So when it comes to SIFE, we have two main products right now. The first product is what we call a SIFE Global. This product is a combination of equities, bonds, and gold. And what we tell our users is depending on their risk appetite, we actually end up building portfolios which they can see even before they invest. And if they like, like click of a button, we will invest for them. Mm -hmm. So for customers looking for a global exposure, this is a great product. Now, our second product is SIFE Read Plus, which is more targeted for customers looking at some sort of stable income in the domestic market, in SGD. REITs are an excellent asset class. I think we've spoken about this in one of our previous interactions that they are supposed to pay 90% of their taxable income away as dividends. What that means is a fairly predictable stream of around, you know, 5% dividend yield. So for customers looking for some sort of passive income, REITs are an excellent asset class. And what we do at SAIF is build a portfolio which constructs itself based on the 20 of the best REITs. This portfolio is built in close collaboration with SGX and their IH and if customers want, at a clip of a button, we can also manage the risk of this portfolio by adding Singapore government bonds, which can cushion the impact of this portfolio. God forbid there is some sort of a correction in the markets. You mentioned exchange-traded funds, ETFs, earlier. But there are different kinds of ETFs, right? So there are those that pure equities and those that have different components in them. So you offer a whole bunch of different kinds of ETFs depending on the needs of your customers? Yeah, I mean, we don't tell our customers to cherry pick and choose ETFs, right? We've actually already handpicked the ETFs for them. We always believe the customers really know what ETFs they want, then going to a conventional broker might be the right option for them. But what we do is once we understand what is the risk appetite of a particular consumer, which by the way, they can choose and they can even change it depending on how their life changes or circumstances change. We end up building a portfolio which is optimized and which gives the best risk adjusted returns. With 
which is built with a bunch of ETFs, you know, which track US equities, Europe equities, emerging market equities, as well as, you know, government treasuries and gold as an inflation head as well. So it's a combination of stocks, bonds and gold, but everything is already presented for you. You know, we don't let you cherry pick and, you know, choose here and there because we believe we know what is the best way to optimize the risk and that's what we do best. So of course, if you have a higher risk appetite, I assume that equities ETFs would be the way to go. First. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, the high risk portfolios are almost, you know, typically 80%. And in fact, in the earlier part of the year, the high risk portfolios actually were 100% equity ETFs, right? Because, you know, the markets were less volatile and, you know, we could manage users' risk by still having a 100% allocation to equity ETFs. Of course, I mean, equity is higher risk, but higher potential return. <laughs> That's right. Always, always. And in contrast, bonds and gold would be more stable, less volatility for users, investors with slightly more conservative risk appetite, uh, but then also lower potential returns. That's right. I mean, it's one of those things, right? It's always a risk-reward trade-off, right? But if I look at, you know, our data, 80% of our users, they actually do like the lower risk portfolios, right? Because at the end of the day, you know, we have come off a market rally, which has lasted for about, you know, 10, 12 years, right? Now, a few weeks ago, we saw some, you know, corrections out there in the market. But the fact is that in these volatile times, you somewhere want to cushion against a potential correction, right? So a lot of users, you know, like to have this portfolio, which not just has equities, we obviously have equities for appreciation, but also some sort of cushioning, which is coming from, you know, gold and from bonds. And that's why we always believe, you know, if possible, your portfolio should be diversified across all these three, your core portfolio should be diversified across all these three asset classes. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify, and like us, give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Dhruva Rora, founder and CEO of robo-investment advisor Scythe. And we've been talking about diversifying one's portfolio and the role that equities, bonds, gold, REITs play in diverse, that process of diversification depending on your risk appetite. Now, I'd like to talk a bit more about REITs. In terms of risk appetite, of what, are REITs, what kind of investor is REITs for? I mean, I've heard it said that if you are considering bonds, commodities, you should look at REITs instead because you get some of that stability, but potentially better returns. What would you say? Yeah, I agree. It would be fair to say that REITs are a riskier asset class as compared to bonds per se. But if you look at the fact about the dividend yield that you get out of REITs, right? In a very layman's terms, they are somewhere as a moderate risk, right? They, of course, have an aspect of risk involved with them. They probably are closer to equities than to bonds, but they're also relatively stable. And the reason for that is, as I mentioned earlier, right? Like REITs essentially invest in real estate. And especially, you know, if you look at, for example, industrial or hospitality or, you know, some of the shopping malls, REITs, etc. Typically, many of them are in, you know, medium to long-term leases. So they have a fairly predictable stream of rentals coming in, which means that a fairly predictable stream of dividends coming to our end customers as well. So I think they are a great tool which, you know, kind of check the boxes somewhere in the middle that way. Okay, so REITs would be somewhere in between bonds and equities. Uh, slightly riskier than bonds, but again, potentially better, more stable returns than bonds without some of that volatility that you might experience in the global equities market. But why S-REITs? Why Singapore REITs? And I mean, your REIT Plus portfolio is really an S-REITs portfolio. Why Singapore REITs versus overseas REITs? 
Yeah, that's a great question, Chris. I mean, we debated about this. One of the reasons was we believe the whole concept of REIT somewhere was to give some sort of passive income to our users, right? And when you have that income, you kind of want to take away any currency risk. So if you start investing globally in REITs, you run this risk that there could be some kind of currency volatility which can happen out here. The other big reason was late last year, we ran a research across 1,000 plus users to see how ready are Singaporeans for you know, retirement. And and we, in fact, found home ownership somewhere negatively impacted Singapore's retirement readiness. And this makes sense because, you know, anyone who had home ownership were typically paying some sort of mortgage and hence, you know, were ended up saving much less and hence, you know, were not as ready for retirement as some of their other counterparts, right? So the view was that if you can somewhere, I mean, of course, you know, if you have the capacity and, you know, if you have the source of income and if you can do it comfortably, definitely go ahead and, you know, go and buy that home, right? But what we realized was almost 30% of homeowners save less than 10% of their salary and have a very low, you know, uh, score on our index when it came to how ready are they for retirement. So for you to somewhere kind of dabble in homeownership, but without actually, you know, putting in a significant chunk of your net wealth out there, I think REIT becomes a great asset class. And that's what we're trying to achieve with SG REIT focused products. So there's no minimum investment required for your REIT plus product? Not at all. You can start with $1, though I must warn you that if you do start with $1, your dividend will be $0.05. Cents. So, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you sow as you reap. But there is no minimum. You can add any time. You can withdraw any time. There is no entry, no exit charges, right? So it's a, it's a great tool. You know, if you want to put in and you need the money out for emergency, you can just, you know, it's on the app. You can click a button and we'll be able to withdraw for you. Okay, well, there you've got another plus point for investing in REITs, especially through a platform such as Cypher. Read plus you can do it with relatively low capital for many people i mean they've wanted to get in on the whole property scene but the capital required it just makes it unrealistic for them so this is the way you can get into property investment without a huge outlay which i mean millions of dollars not everyone has hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars to spend Absolutely, right? I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a low cost method. You are in a way a proxy to the market. And as I always say, right? See, if the underlying assets, you know, move to some extent, you would expect the REITs to move along with it also, right? So I think that there is some sort of a correlation which happens between these two. So indirectly, you're getting that exposure. And as we always say, the dividends become your rental income in some ways. So it's somewhere like being the hassle-free landlord. Also, this might be appealing to uh, younger investors as well. I mean, their mind, they say, oh, I have to wait until my 30s or 40s before investing in property. But in this case, you could be in your early 20s and start investing in property, set aside $50 a month, for example, and get started. That's yeah, absolutely. Minimum, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, some customers like do prefer to have, you know, the thing you mentioned just actually called the, the right term is dollar cost averaging, where they have, you know, regular sums, which they can just set up a standing instruction and it keeps on getting credited to their account on a regular basis. So that is something also which users can do. And it's a very good way, not just to invest, but also a very good way to subconsciously start saving, you know, for your future. Is there a minimum age for your REIT Plus portfolio? 18 years. 18 years. So really, yep. you could do this as a student. So this junior college and poly and IT students could actually get started investing this way if this product meets their risk appetite. 
Absolutely. It depends what these students want. I mean, sometimes they could just be, you know, we are too young. You know, we have our life in front of us, so we can go very, very high risk. And sometimes they might just want to be a bit more conservative and might want something that is giving some sort of a stable dividend yield. So as I mentioned, right, I think that we have products which are specifically made at a user need. If you're looking for, you know, a long-term strategy where you want to grow wealth over time or you want to diversify outside Singapore dollars, then the global product becomes great. If you want to look at something which is giving you passive income and exposure to your home property market, then the REIT Plus becomes great. Great. Thanks for talking with us about portfolio diversification, global versus local, and REITs versus bonds and equities and gold. Appreciate it, Drew. Thank you so much, Chris. It was lovely talking to you. We've been speaking with Drew Barora, CEO and founder of Robo Investment Advisor Stife. That's a wrap for this episode of Money Hat. That was an SPH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.